1: Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We're into the final hour of today's episode of the program. And thanks for thanks for being along for the ride. We've covered a lot of ground today. Uh, I'd uh, I'd invite you to go back and listen to uh, some of our earlier segments I shared uh, as we kicked off the program today. I shared a personal experience of mine, I, kind of a, a, a formative one, if you will. I was, if you can't guess, I was I was kind of a troublemaker when I was young, uh, always looking for ways to, I don't know, buck the system and get in a little bit of trouble here and there. And uh, I wasn't a great student, and I told a story about a poem I wrote once as a joke on a lark, thinking, oh, I can write poetry. And uh, and unfortunately, uh, because of you know my attitude then and, uh, and something that I did, I, I wrote a poem, I wrote it as a joke, and I submitted it into a contest. And again, this was totally, I wasn't drawing from like emotions or life experience or anything like that. But as a young junior high student, I saw this flyer, an opportunity to submit a poem. I thought poetry was silly and uh, it didn't mean anything. And I thought, well, what if I just throw a bunch of flowery words together and send it off? Uh, I I bet you I'd win this thing. Now, I didn't really think, I didn't really think that until lo and behold, I got word back uh, that, wow, uh your Your poem has been selected, and you will be published and there's a prize and here you go, thanks a lot and congratulations i I wish i I wish i hadn't gone through that. I wish that that uh event did not happen in my life because what it did was it for the next like two and a half decades or so uh really kind of colored my attitude uh regarding poetry. And after hearing the beautiful words shared on inauguration day by Amanda Gorman, that young woman, 22 years old, who who performed her poem "The Hill We Climb," uh, I I realized after feeling the power and seeing the beauty of uh, the delivery of those words that uh, because of that silly experience of my own earlier in life, and me letting that, you know, kind of uh, you know taint my ...a view of poetry for decades to come that I missed out. I, I missed out on the, the beauty of words being performed and shared in that way. And I I didn't expect it that my view on poetry would so dramatically change on Inauguration Day. You know, I just thought that I'd kind of be shifting my view of what to cover here as a talk show host. But no, I'm a poetry fan now. Uh, and I, I lament missing out on all of those years. And I'm committed to spending some time uh, reading, maybe writing... A little bit of poetry. Anyway, I'm so sorry to go back down that road. Uh, but, but listen to, we played some excerpts of the poem performed by Amanda Gorman earlier, again, The Hill We Climb. Go back to the KSL News Radio app. Would you download that on your iPhone or Android? It's powered by Any Hour Services. And on there, you can listen to archived segments of the program a conversation about Amanda Gorman, I think, is one you might uh, enjoy. Plus, plenty of other topics there for you to listen to. I'd be, uh, I'd be flattered if you would do so. Uh, all right, now let's talk about the, the topic at hand. Uh, earlier in the week, we heard that there were some developments when it came to the legislation behind those teacher bonuses. You remember there was a little bit of controversy dusted up uh, after it was announced that teachers across the state of Utah who had been teaching in class during the coronavirus pandemic would be uh, would be eligible to receive a fifteen hundred dollar bonus. Now you heard I said those teachers who have been uh, teaching in the classroom. It was uh, at the time seen as maybe a little bit of uh, force used against the Salt Lake City School District trying to entice the board there to. Uh, Send those teachers back into the classroom. Anyway, that seems to be working itself out. I think there are uh, some quasi plans to get students back in. I think some youngsters are back in the classroom. uh, You know, maybe coming up next week. Uh, But uh, it looks like it looks like uh, Salt Lake City School District is uh, at least taking the first steps towards uh, you know a return to something resembling normalcy. We'll see how that works out. And uh, uh, the the bonus. Controversy seems to be uh, simmering down uh, for that district. But how about this? There was another element introduced to the conversation here just recently, and it has to do with who is all eligible for this bonus. Who's all all eligible for the $1,500 bonus check that's expected to make it into the accounts of teachers sometime in March? Because it's not everyone. It's not everyone. What about substitute teachers? As it stands right now, the proposal excludes substitute teachers, mostly because though the numbers of substitute teachers, they're not reported directly to the state and so it's difficult to have uh, a clear accounting or at least difficult compared to knowing you know how many teachers public school teachers. Are working throughout the state. That's a you know a list that exists. Substitute teachers, a little bit different, and uh, for that reason, and likely others, uh, they've been left off. But do you, is that right? I I don't want to say it was definitely an oversight, but it may have been. But r- regardless of whatever rationale or whatever thinking or lack thereof led to the exclusion of substitute teachers from the list of those eligible for the bonus. Let me ask you this simply. Should they be included? Should they be included? I was blown away. I put this question on uh, Facebook very simply. Do do substitute teachers, should they qualify? Should they be included in the $1,500 bonus provided by the state? And nearly a 1,000 of you responded. And the responses are, are are pretty heavily leaning towards yes. Yes, they should. Yes, they should. But so often it is, yes, they should, but. And there's a bit of a caveat there. And the, the caveats are pretty wide-ranging, the different uh, formulas that people are proposing, the different uh, ways of calculating how much of the $1,500 bonus should substitute teachers be eligible for. Before we get into some of that, let me uh, share with you here uh, some of my colleagues' work. KSL Television's Matt Rascone uh, recently spoke to a substitute teacher hired through uh, a substitute agency in the Alpine District. Here uh, is what that substitute had to say. At the start of an unusual school year, there's no telling what it's going to look like.
0: They said potentially that I
2: could substitute every day. So they're expecting quite a high need.
3: Asa Freeman is one of hundreds of recently hired substitute teachers in the Alpine School District.
2: So I actually lost my previous job to COVID.
3: The virus limited elective surgeries and Freeman was laid off as a surgical assistant. I
2: think the schools are a great opportunity because there will most likely be teachers in need of substitutes this year.
1: That's what prompted her new employer, ESS, to call for hundreds of more substitute teachers this year. So there you have it. There's a just a, a slight look at uh, you know how much you know how much time spent in the classroom at least was predicted early on uh, and it varies, right? It's going to be different for every substitute based on the needs of the various schools and also the willingness to work. You know, if you are a substitute and listen, <laughs> if you are a substitute, you don't need me to explain this to you. <laughs> but if you are a substitute, the way it works is If there's a need, you get a call early in the morning, uh, you know, if it comes up suddenly or maybe it's telegraphed a bit in advance, and uh, the the call coming through says, hey, listen, we've got some uh, days or a day where we are in need of a substitute with skills that you happen to possess. What do you say? Uh, Come work in the classroom for a day or a few, and you decide yes or no? And so, you know, based on those realities, the number of days you may find yourself in the classroom uh, it could vary pretty significantly, uh, and so you know the amount of exposure to say the uh, the risks of being in a classroom, the interaction with students uh, that that's going to vary, and that leads to many putting forth the suggestion. Many of those respondents here in the Facebook question that I asked again, almost a thousand of you have responded, and I <laughs> I'm flattered and uh, and I am grateful because it's helped me kind of get inside some of the thinking going behind what might ultimately become legislation to compensate... Uh, at least in a bonus sense, these substitute teachers. Uh, some of the suggestions uh, break it down in uh, a prorated sense, pro rata. So, depending on how many days, what percentage of the full school year uh, do you qualify for? So, if it's $1,500 is 100% of the year, you worked in the classroom for 50%, uh, you know, you do the math, you're getting half the 1500 uh, Another one has some other formulas worked out. But let me ask you, what, what do you think? What do you think? First off, should the substitutes be entitled? Should they be on the receiving end of the bonus? And you know what? If you want to take a step back and weigh in as to whether or not you think the bonus is appropriate altogether, I'll hear you, and you've got a place on this program. The phone number to call is 801-575-8255. 801-575-8255 or KSL Talk. We're going to take a quick break, get some news, and when we return, should substitutes, be on the receiving end of similar bonuses as teachers across the great state of utah your calls next on live mike i'm lee lonsberry and this is ksl news radio this is live is mike, live mike. with lee lonsberry. from utah's capitol hill to your schools texas and all the breaking news hear it on live mike with lee lonsberry on ksl news radio Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We are into the final half hour of today's episode of the program. An issue arose earlier in the week regarding the the teacher bonuses, that $1,500 number that we have seen floating around. and There's been some debate about, uh, you know, which which school districts will qualify and do you have to be in the classroom to receive the $1500 bonus or what and that's uh, for the most part getting sorted out uh, and we you know as those little issues on their own arise in particular when it comes to the Salt Lake City school district you know we'll cover it here on this program we'll have conversations about it try to speak with all those uh, involved but earlier this week there was another there was another issue that arose from this $1,500 bonus conversation. And it is uh, regarding the inclusion or exclusion of substitute teachers. Should substitute teachers who for much of this pandemic have been making themselves available to teach in the classroom to make sure that your students are continuing to receive the education that you expect them to receive by sending them to public schools and also, these substitute teachers who have reported for duty when maybe the regular teacher there is out sick battling the coronavirus theirself. Should those substitutes be on the receiving end of the $1,500? I told you that some thousand of you uh, folks, and I'm very grateful to you for doing this, have responded to this question that I posted uh, on social media, on Facebook in particular, uh, thousands of responses. One of the, the common threads here is that it's a, a yes, but. Yes, but. So yes, most of you believe that yes, substitute teachers uh, should be on the receiving end of this bonus, but that there ought to be some formula to calculate the percentage of the full bonus that they receive, because you know, unless you're there for the whole year, uh, you know, obviously it's not the full uh, experience as uh, was you know endured by by the teachers, the full time teachers. So maybe uh, you know you break it down by percentage, or each day is allotted a certain dollar amount, and for each day you served as a substitute teacher, you receive that chunk of money. There's another question, and I'm going to ask this one, and then we're going to go right to the phones. I'm very grateful to Charlotte, Jerry, and Claire, all who have called in to weigh in on this issue. But what about this? What if, what if the $1,500 number is based on full-time employees, or what if it's simply based on a, a group of teachers or of school staff uh, made up of, uh, you know, a finite number? And that by adding substitute teachers to that number, you then dilute the amount of money available uh, per person. Should we walk that $1,500 amount back to include substitute teachers? Anyway, uh, let me know. 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, you are also uh, very welcome to call uh, into the program. The number, I'll give that out and then we'll go right to the phones is 801-575-8255. 801-575-8255. First up on the phone is Charlotte calling from West Valley. Charlotte, welcome to the program. Should these substitute teachers be on the receiving end of the bonus?
2: Well, you know, I was very disappointed in substitute teachers. Uh, My my teacher that I'm a para for, I'm a special ed para, Mm. Um, she was out because of COVID and all the parents that came, I mean, all the subs that came in there wanted me to do it. And I'm, I mean, like they've had their training, they've passed their degree to know what to do and they were not, if they don't meet the the requirements of, of knowing what to do on a a spot, then I don't think they should.
1: Interesting. So go ahead.
2: And and you know what, it makes me irritated to think that we have to beat forty. I would love to make 40 hours, but my school district won't let us work that much. I can only work 29 hours a week. But I work my tail off there, and I don't know what the teacher would do without me, to be honest. And she has even said that. You know, the parents work really hard, but they only give us 29 hours a week.
1: Yeah, paraprofessionals para- are, are an incredibly important uh, part of the equation. My mother, a teacher, sings uh, the praises of the paras she works with uh, quite uh, quite often. So thank you, Charlotte, for, for your work in the classroom. Now now on to Jerry, calling from Salt Lake City. Jerry, what do you say? Hey, G-
3: hey Lee, how are you doing today?
1: Not bad. I'm grateful to you for calling in. You, you think these substitute teachers ought to be receiving a, a piece of the pie?
3: Absolutely. You know, and you are touching base on a formula – Uh, based um, uh, bonus. And I I think that's it's totally regurgitating exactly what what my mind is at right now. I think that, you know, if they work a certain amount of hours, they should get that full bonus. But what, what realizing
1: what- With all that's going on in the world
3: and in the stock market, there is no-
1: Sorry about that. Uh, Jerry, go ahead.
3: Yeah, yeah, no. What people don't realize right now is substitutes only make like eighty five dollars to a hundred and ten dollars a day? That's it, depending on their degree. Now, if they have a bachelor's degree, they're making a hundred ten dollars a day to go in there for eight hours. Yep. That's ridiculous. So, absolutely, they should they should get that hundred. They should get that fifteen hundred dollars. I think it would be based, like you said, on some type of a formula. If they work full time, if they're only getting thirty hours and that's all they're allotted, they should. No. Let no. me ask
1: you this, Jerry, just a, a quick moment before we say goodbye. But this last question I'll ask sure. of you, if if including substitutes in this and in involving some sort of formula that, uh, you know, I've suggested, uh, but will you know have to get worked out by the smart folks in charge. If that dilutes that fifteen hundred dollars, what if it then what, what if the inclusion of substitutes brings down to, say, a thousand dollars, the the bonus available to, uh, you know, to the full time public school teachers? Is, is that OK?
3: Oh, yeah, I absolutely think so. All right. I mean, I like, like I said, substitute teachers um, are invaluable resource, especially right now. Um, I have a, a girlfriend that works at a, a, a public school in Salt Lake County, and she is in charge of delegating those substitutes every day. And she gets calls 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night from the teachers, and she has to allocate those subs at that point in time, even in early in the morning. Yeah. So these subs, I mean, they have to drop everything on, you know, drop everything right then and there and say okay, yes or no. And you know, like I said, with with the things going on these days, they are very invaluable. I think they should they should definitely get that bonus, you know, to retain these good subs. Yeah.
1: Uh, Jerry, listen. We got to let that be the last word. Thank you so much for listening, and let Jerry go. And uh, also offer apologies to Clara and Jennifer. I know you're hanging on the line there. I'm sorry we didn't have time to chat with you. But thank you to everyone who has weighed in on this important topic. It's a very important topic. Without substitute teachers, uh, you know, how, how does the ship stay afloat? And uh, should they be entitled to at least a portion of these bonuses that are being made available, uh, likely around the March time frame? To uh, to teachers across this great state, it's it's a great question, and I look very much forward to seeing this debate play out in the Utah State Legislature. I believe it's coming soon. Uh, so as this develops, you can count on learning about every one of the updates right here on this program on KSL News Radio. Quick break. When we return, fascinating conversation is uh, ahead. I'll be speaking with Sarah Barney. Sarah is married to a gentleman named Lynn Barney. Lynn Barney on the eve. Of the inauguration, received word that he had received a pardon from the President of the United States. Why was he pardoned and what's it mean to the family? We'll find out next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio.
0: Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport.
1: There's desperation and anguish.
0: More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding.